0: We are really just beginning a new series called um, Uncovered. And what we're doing is pulling back the sheets on dating, marriage and sex. Now, if you're visiting tonight and you come in and you go, "Oh, it's one of those ministries that all they do is talk about relationships all the time, all the time." That's how they get Actually, this is the first time we've talked about this in 2 years. So, we've taken our time to come back to this topic. But what we've discovered, what we've realized is that it is an issue. It is a challenge. It is a struggle. It is also a joy for many, many people. And so, as a ministry and as a pastor, I want to help and guide and direct you the very best that I can and so that's what we're doing now here's the truth some of you when you think about relationships you're just confused it's okay you're not saying man just just go yeah that was that was me right some of you you uh, you just don't know There's some things that you understand, there's some things that you don't. You have these questions, you know, is this the right guy? Am I supposed to be looking now? Is it later? Am I supposed to get married? Am I even caught? How am I going to have kids? I can't even handle myself. What am I going to do? And so there's this this unknown that comes when it's involved in relationships and the idea of getting married and then having kids. It's crazy. Some of us, and I, I would argue maybe there's more than we realize in the room we're worried about this, we're anxious about this, because the truth is, we're getting older, right, time's only moving forward, and you're looking around, and you're starting to go, well, I, I, I want to get married one day, um, preferably sooner than later, and so to get married, I have to find somebody, and then if I can find somebody, we can start this journey, and so there's some anxiety that begins to build up, there's some worry that comes to the picture, and what I want to kind of set before you tonight as we take this next step in our journey is that I want you to be careful that you don't spend so much time focusing on that which you're worried about that you miss the opportunity to grow and discover who you are and what this process looks like and the joy that God has in store for you through the entire step. Last week we talked about singleness, right? Some of you are like, glad I missed that one. (laughs) Actually, You missed the most exciting message that's happened here in maybe a week. But it was exciting, okay? And I'm telling you what, what we discovered is that singleness is a gift. It's a good thing, right? And all the single people say, amen. This is awesome, right? And everyone's like, oh, he's single, she's single. I'm just kidding. All right, focus, focus, focus. It's a good thing, though. And that's what we discovered. We realized that, man, our singleness is a chance to really secure a singular focus on God and who He is in our life. It's a chance for you and I to grow to be more like Him. And let me tell you something. The more you look like Christ, the more you're gonna look like a potential mate to someone. So get on board, all right? Stop looking around at all the other things and just focus on the Lord and watch as He brings the rest of the things to the table. And I wanna remind you, for those of you that... Even when you hear that, you're still a little worried about, is this going to happen? When is it going to happen? Can I remind you of something? I'm going to tell you a little quote that I heard a long time ago. Uh, It's really, really cool. It says this, that worry doesn't remove the sorrow of tomorrow. It only empties the strength of today. And man, when we let that wash over us, we begin to process that. We can say, you know what? Right where I'm at, I am okay. And it's going to be good. And while I'm here, I'm not going to just wish and want and think and hope that maybe one day he might just stroll right by. But I'm going to enjoy where I'm at and trust that the Lord has all things in his control. And so our singleness is a good thing. Now, I have to give you a couple warnings. A couple things as we get started in a, a journey like this. I have two warnings for you. Number one. I want you to be careful not to overreact, right? You may hear something tonight or maybe last week or in the weeks to come. And I I want you to make sure that what you hear from this stage, you are letting wash over you. And then you are processing that as the Lord leads you, okay? Uh, I may say something, and to some, they need to break up immediately, all right? You're going to hear me say that because I love you and I want to be honest with you. But there's going to be some that maybe breaking up isn't the option, but you need to talk through some things. And so I want you to be careful not to overreact, but to let everything kind of wash over us and then ask the Lord to guide you in these days. Here's the second warning or request I'm going to say. If you're not in a relationship right now, don't get in one until we're done. Let this thing have a chance to play out. No, no. some of you are like, that's why I came, bro. Come on, man, I'm getting out of here as soon as you pray. Listen, let this have a chance to unfold for you. Let yourself walk this journey and see what the Lord has in store for you and what he can show you so that we can do this well, okay? Now, that's just a request, not a command. So don't freak out, all right? This isn't a place that's anti-dating. We just pretty much don't like you dating because you do it wrong, okay? Now, let's move on. So tonight, we're gonna talk about the most amazing topic you could possibly talk about, and that is the friend zone. Isn't this awesome? How many of you know, don't raise your hands, okay? How many of you know what the friend zone is? All right, the friend zone. Now, for some of you, just in case, maybe you didn't know, the friend zone is when you pursue someone, all right, and then they look at you, and they smile, and they say, you're so sweet, you're so cute, but I just want to be friends, all Right? Now, when some of you, if a friend were to come up to you and say, hey, listen, uh, I, was, I, I you know, pursued this girl, and she friend-zoned me. And all your friends would go, oh, poor guy. And some of you would be like, great, because now I have a chance Anyways, do uh, <laughs> What I want to show you, though, is that the friend-zone is actually a great thing. Now, some of you are like, oh, you prove this, buddy. I'll come back every week from now on, right? What I want to show you tonight is that there are actually two incredible things that happen in the friend zone. And that's what we're going to look at tonight, okay? So whatever expectation you have, lower it just a little bit so we all walk out of here happy. But this is going to be good. Here's the first thing I want to say to you. Are you ready? We need the friend zone so we can see clearly. Woo! Don't worry. The amens will come in a minute. We need the friend zone so that we can see clearly clearly. Now let's unpack this a little bit. Here's the first thing you need to know. Sometimes the friend zone is forever. When she said it to you, she meant it. It wasn't going to change. There's no hope for this particular person and you to be in a relationship. And here's what I would say to you. Praise the Lord. It's a good thing. Do you know why? Because 99.9% of all dating relationships fail. And when you realize that, that's not going to crush you so much. The truth is, there were a lot of other people out there. By the way, I uh, spoke at our youth ministry a couple weeks ago. It's like 700 kids. And I told them this, that 99% of all dating, and I said, look at the person next to you who you're dating. It's probably not going to work out. I'm telling you, it was the most glorious thing that has ever happened. They were, I heard, someone was telling me, I think it was Dave was telling me, that like there was a girl in front of me, she was like crying. Okay, And then I walk out of the, I walk out of the worship center and, the, the, the little girls are holding their boyfriend, I hope they don't watch this, they're watching, they're holding their boyfriend's hands, and they're just, like, death staring at me, like, how dare you crush my soul, and my marriage, and this is my man, it was hilarious, and then there was one, this was, this is the best part, and then I'll move on, there is this one, and he was, this dad was there, and he was walking out with his daughter, I think he was kind of in the back, just listening in, and he's walking out with his daughter, and they're walking together, and he looks at me, and he just, you know, kind of, kind of looks at me, and then he lets her pass a little bit, and he was like, And I was like, nailed it, this is so great, so great. Now, why is this, why is this great? Well, here's the thing. When we realize that most of our relationships are not gonna work out because we just marry one person, when we realize that, we loosen up a little bit. We relax a little bit. We stopped getting so, so uh, overwhelmed because he didn't call me back. And I, I don't, who cares? There's plenty of fish to see. Let that little fishy swim away and get ready for the next one. Because if it didn't work out, it's better to know now than later after you've wasted two, three, four, five, ten years of your life with someone that it wasn't going to work out in the first place. Don't let him lead you on. Don't let him hang out. there. If it doesn't work out, it's all good. Can we just get an amen resoundingly through? Don't worry about it. It's all good. And so the truth is, sometimes, sometimes this little friend zone thing, don't worry, I'm going to move away from the friend zone eventually. Sometimes it is forever. But sometimes, and I want you to hear this clearly, sometimes the friend zone simply means just not right now. Just not right now. Ladies, am I I right? Sometimes it just means not right now. Now let's talk about this for a minute. We live in a culture that's instantaneous, right? We, We have everything now you want a song Want to download the song right now you can do it in five seconds it'll be on your phone you want fast food no problem drive through the line i don't even know how they do it sometimes it's so crazy and kind of makes me sick how i got from here to here and they have a whole meal for me it's unbelievable we have access we can shop we can have an amazon ship the next day it'll even come within an hour i mean we live in a culture that we have everything immediately right now and so it isn't surprising that we tend to be frustrated when something didn't operate in that way. And a lot of us, it's relationships that fall in this category for us. If he or she is not ready, now I'm frustrated, I can't believe it, how dare he, how dare she, think I'm gonna be in the friend zone and I'm gonna just wait for you. How? And what's happened is our culture has influenced us and it's not very good. Listen to this, that which is instant usually lacks the strength to sustain through resistance. It takes time to build roots. It takes time to establish something that's good. There's a development process. We've got to embrace, let's just think practically about this, okay? Gentlemen, I'm going to help you out tonight because last week I felt like I helped the ladies a little bit more than the guys. Tonight, this is your moment. Are you ready for this? Here's what I want to say to you. Let's just think about this just practically. You walk up to a girl who you saw at Underground just last week for the first time. And you approach her and say whatever little pick-up line you like to say. And you say, hey, I would like to take you on a date. And in your mind, you're thinking, she's going to be flattered, right? She's just, I mean, someone is showing affection to her. Someone's extending the hand. This is really, really great. And so in this process, you say, can I take you on a date? What does that mean? That means, can I come to your house? Can I pick you up? We'll go out. We'll grab some dinner. Maybe go watch a movie or whatever it might be that you're going to do. And we're going to do all this. And then I'll take you back home. And then we'll see if there's a future. Can I translate this for you for a minute? Here's what you said. Hi, person that I barely know. Can I come to your permanent house and pick you up? put you in my car with no one else around drive you to where i desire for us to go and then eat dinner with you all right now are we surprised that most girls gentlemen tell you no i mean i mean we get sometimes listen sometimes we have to just be practical sometimes we just have to think about Reality. Listen, this is a great thing. I hope, as a as a pastor, I don't know, some of you are visiting, so I can't say that I'm all of your pastors just yet. I hope I'd have that privilege. But as for those of you that are here, as a pastor, and for some as your pastor, can I just tell you, you better friend zone everyone until you get to know them. There is no reason, absolutely no reason to ever jump into anything with anyone that you do not fully know. There's just no reason. And let's be honest, and I don't want to be negative, but the world we live in, we just don't know, God. Just watch the news, the things that are happening all around us. Put yourself in safe situations. Be wise. Be careful. But it's not just about safety. Let's take it one step further. Listen, if you meet someone, and let's say you encountered each other one time, and they were interested in going on a date with you, there's a really good chance the only reason they wanted to go on a date with you is because it was looks-based. They didn't have time to get to know you. They just got to look at you. And by looking at you, you looked like someone that could be potential. Here's the problem with that. As soon as the next looker comes by, he or she is probably going to move on. We want something, again, that has roots, that's deeper, that's more than just a first glance. Sure, it may feel good that someone was was approached you after just seeing you one time. That's great. But that's not what's going to sustain. There are many, many people that are married, and they are very good-looking model-type couples, but their marriages are miserable. Because it was based on things that weren't real and based on things that won't get them through the resistance or the tough times that are inevitably coming in every marriage. And so this, this idea of the friend zone, it's deeper than just these first thoughts. Here's the other thing I would say. Uh, this is in Proverbs 1320 We're going to get to some scripture in just a minute, but I want to throw this verse at you really quick. It says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. We will better know who is wise if we see them as a friend before we see them as a potential mate. You will better know who someone is, what their standards are, what their morals are, what they are about if you give it a chance to see them as a friend versus a potential mate. And when you're in church long enough, you probably hear this idea of of group dating, right? Let me tell you something. I don't like that term because it's been abused over the years, but I wanna tell you something. When you go on a date with someone What is the first thing you're going to do? You're going to put on your best clothes. You're going to actually fix your hair. Gentlemen, you might even shave that beard. You're putting everything together. You're going to pay. This is maybe the one time, but you're going to pay because you want to impress. Ladies, you're getting your best clothes on, right? You got that perfume out. I don't know what else you do. There's a lot that happens in there. I don't know. But... Whatever it is, you're putting on your best appearance, your best approach. Why? Because you're going on a first date and you want to impress. Can I translate to you what that is? It is all counterfeit. Everything is counterfeit. Because they're trying to impress you. Now, is it a bad thing? No, but it doesn't show you who people really are. But hang around somebody in a friend setting. Watch them operate with other people. Watch how they talk when they're not trying to impress someone. Watch how they treat the least of these as well as those that they think are the best of these. Watch how, and if you're so blessed, watch how they interact with their family. Maybe even how they talk to their mom on the phone. By the way, ladies, how he talks to his mom is most likely how he's going to talk to you. And gentlemen, how she talks to her father is most likely how she's going to talk to you. When we get to see these settings, when they're not trying to impress us, what do we see? We see truth. We see the real person. Are you beginning to see how the friend zone is actually one of the best things that could ever happen for a long term opportunity for something to work? And don't you want to not waste time? I mean, is that not a good thing? So the more we can spend discovering who each other are, this is really important. And one more thing, just because I want to cover all bases, some of you came here to pick someone up. Let's just be honest. You don't have to raise your hand. Don't say anything. Don't don't. Woo-woo. It's all good. You came here because you thought I have the bar, or I have this place that sounds like a bar underground. Maybe I'll come see if. You're welcome. Maybe I'll come see if there's some potential here. Here's what I will say to you. You know what? I'm glad you got here. Whatever it took to get you in the doors, by the grace of God, I'm glad you're here. But here's what I'm going to tell you. You're going to get friend zoned after tonight. You're going to get friend zoned, and you need to just be okay with that. Because these people are serious about their walk and they're serious about their future. Now I hope everyone will will follow that and actually do it, okay? I think, though, coming here to meet someone, whatever it takes to get you off the streets, to get you in here so that you can hear the good news of Jesus Christ. But just know this. The standards are raised as believers. We're going to get into some of this as the weeks go on. If they look at you, I, t- I told this last week, I'll say it probably every week, when if my wife had met me four years before she did, I'm telling you, she would have prayed for me and then she would have walked away. So I had nothing to offer her. That same is going to be true for you. So don't leave here and say, well, I'm out of here, it's not going to work. Say, get settled in here. Seek after the Lord. Embrace who he is in your life. Begin to walk and look more like him. And I'm telling you, it may not take you four years like it took me, but a few years, a few months go by, you give it some time and you begin to develop. All of a sudden, you look a lot more interesting to the people around here who are working hard to pursue the Lord, okay? Honest truth, but I want to help you there. Now, here's the second thing I want to show you. We need the friend zone so that we can be the church. We need the friend zone so that we can be the church. The Bible tells us clearly that we are to love each other. And there's many different words used for love, but the one referred to in 1 Corinthians 13, which we're gonna look at in a second, is the word agape, which is translated a a sacrificial love. God has called you and I as believers in Jesus Christ to be a part of a body of Christ and to sacrificially love each other. And what happens is some of us get so focused on finding the one that you miss out on being a part of the family. And by being a part of the family, by not being a part of the family, you miss out on so many things that God wants to show you, not just individually, but collectively. And so we also need the friend zone because you're only gonna get into a relationship with one person, and that's okay. But here, something bigger is happening than just your dating life. In the church of Christ, something bigger is happening. We said this last week. It's possible that dating relationships are just not the main storyline of your life, and we got to be okay with that. God has something much bigger in store for you, and your relationship is just a part of that process. Are you willing to embrace that? This is important. Now let me show you how this works. Where's our whiteboard? I'm going I'm to draw you a picture. This is, I hope this is going to be helpful for you. Here's what I want you to hear. Life is not, oh, let's see if, no pressure guys, but everybody's watching right now. I got nervous when I said that, I'm sorry. Zach, (laughs) y'all nailed it. By the way, Zach and a lot of these other guys were here really early tonight as they are every week, getting things set up. So let's just say thank you to them for all their hard work. We don't just walk in and everything's ready. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Now, here's what I want you to see, okay? I'm not a drawler, first of all, so this isn't about being judgy, okay? Um, Here's what I want you to know, though. God has called you and I, in our lives, to pursue him. It is the most important thing. We talked about this. This was pretty much all last week what we talked about. It is about pursuing the Lord. But what I'm arguing to you tonight is that there is value and us being a community, and translation, being friends. Now, I want to show you this. Now, we kind of did the, the football tailgate theme, so I thought I'd draw you a football picture. Okay, I coached for one season. We were undefeated. You'll never know, so it doesn't matter. All right? Now, here's what I'm going to draw you, okay? This is, Um. It, usually it's a circle, but I made squares. I don't know why. All right, so here's our, here's our line. Okay, here, let me help you. All right, this is an end zone. This is where you score the touchdown, right? All of a sudden, the Texans are pulling this off. It's really incredible. All right, so now here's our line, okay? Now we've got some receivers. We've got to have one off the line so we stay legal. We're going to run a split back, okay? Now here's you, the why, okay? This is you. Now here's what I want to show you. This idea is kind of like running a football play, all right? First of all, you have your line. These are the people that are protecting the quarterback. You're the quarterback, by the way. This is exciting. You are now a quarterback. You can put that on your resume. Just don't put my name, all right? (laughs) You have a line in front of you. These are the linemen. These are the big guys. They are protecting you. Now, let's translate that. This could be mom... could be dad maybe it's pastor uh maybe it's like an accountability partner all right so you've got these people they are set in front of you and they are they are watching everything in front they are trying to guide you and to lead you and to help you navigate and then you've got the tight end right now the tight end sometimes slips out for a play y'all talking with me y'all okay all right some of you are like i don't know is this soccer or football i'm not really sure um Let's say that this represents. Uh, I need some names. Okay, we're gonna say this is Lamar. Lamar, are you cool being part of this illustration? Okay, he's wearing a Dallas Cowboy shirt. We're not gonna hold him against him. All right, so <laughs> Lamar is the quarterback for our illustration. Now, let's just say that in Lamar's life, he now try to use no names in here. He met someone named Annie. Okay, now Annie was a close friend of his. All right, they were they were tight. They were doing they were going to church together, doing all this stuff, and then all of a sudden, Annie became potential that maybe they could be a relationship it went from friend zone to a relationship or a potential relationship so she runs out for the past well that maybe didn't work out so now we have i uh, uh, don't make it look bad here lamar but sally we have jackie and we have candy all right so <laughs> now everybody Hope someone is the name Candy in here. <laughs> now, okay, now track me because I don't want to spend too much time on this. Okay, so now what Lamar has is he has a few people in his life that he's built a relationship with that they attempted this process. They started to date. Okay, are you tracking? So everybody's moving forward. But As soon as he hikes the ball, we know that the enemy or all these other elements in life are trying to pursue him. So he's got these split back running backs. We'll just say this is, you know, Tommy and Mike. And these guys are protecting his sides. These would be the accountability partner. This would be the best friend or, sorry, BFF so I get it right. These are the people. They're watching your backside. They have got you, they are navigating life with you and they are looking out for you. But here's what's amazing. What do you notice about all of this? They are all moving in the same direction. Guys, this is the picture of life. Some of us are trying to operate life where it's just you as a quarterback and one person and you're trying to find some way that just the two of you can make this thing work and what I'm trying to argue to you tonight is that you need this whole picture to make this thing work. What God's desire is that all of us would be pursuing the Lord and as we are together pursuing the Lord, there's gonna be somebody that catches your eye and as you continue to move forward, Lamar might toss the relationship ball over here. I think this was Jackie, I'm not sure. Out over to Jackie. And now Jackie's got the ball. And they're moving forward, trying to get to the end zone. And we're going to flash forward. Lamar's going to end up marrying Jackie. But Lamar didn't marry these other people. This is why how we treat each other matters so much. This is why your past relationships, the things that you did, the things that you said and shared, it matters so much because you are only going to be able to throw the ball to one person and you and only one person are going to make it into the end zone, which we would translate as marriage. This is a bigger picture. There's a bigger storyline happening. Think of this as your church family right here. These are those people closest to you. Do you have them? Are they the ones telling you, hey, you really shouldn't be with this person? I'm not trying to stop you. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to protect your backside because you didn't see it coming. But this isn't good. God's design is that we would live in this thing together. And as we are all pursuing the Lord, We are going to find one person or one person over here that eventually we'll see. And as we keep moving toward the Lord, we just begin to get closer and closer together. And here's the big thing. We'll go over this in weeks to come. Once you find someone, it doesn't mean that the ministry of moving toward the Lord stops. Now you're just doing it together. You're a team. We look at the friend zone and we go, oh my goodness, this is horrible. What I'm trying to tell you. If I could be corny for a minute. The friend zone is what will get you and somebody to the end zone without destroying God's zone, which is the church. This this is not the place to run person after person over trying to find the one. We have got to treat everyone as a brother, sister, and sister. In Christ, and when we do that, it's amazing how God blesses us and opens up a door for us to find that person. Practically, let's say this really quick. Look at this verse in a, 1 Corinthians thirteen. You may hear this at weddings. By the way, this is really interesting. Uh, this is not a wedding v- for chapter. All right, the, the pastor always gets up. Don't don't ever say anything to him because we're not we're not about that. But they'll get up and say, "God has written this chapter for your marriage," and and I'm just, he's wrong. He's wrong. He wrote this chapter for the church. It's for you and I right now. Living this thing together. Look at what it says, 1 Corinthians 13, 4. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own ways. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Here's what's interesting. When this was originally written, everything in the Greek is written as verbs. Some of them have been translated as adjectives, as the, the language that's transferred over. But these are all actions. They are all, love is what? It is action. It's not just verbal. It's about what we do look at some of these this is great love is patient or some of your translations may say long-suffering we're to be patient with each other walking through this life together some of us were are real patient when it's someone that could be a potential mate but everyone else just kind of seems to fall off in this way less patient zone but god says no we're going to treat everyone sacrificially with sacrificial love then it says kind again We're real kind to those that could potentially be someone, but man, everybody else just, it almost looks like they just get left behind, and I'll tell you this, your true heart is shown by how you treat everyone, not just the one. We're looking at this group thing, as you watch how they operate to everyone, that's how you'll know who they really are, not just how they treat you when they're interested in you. Then it says, don't envy, right? You see uh, two friends start dating, right? You wish it was you. Uh, I mean, how how did he, how did he do that? Like, I I have 18 things compared to his zero. I, I, this makes no sense. How did he pull this off? And we've got, we let this envy get in the way of what God's trying to do in the body of Christ. We could go on with that. I'll leave it alone. Love is not boastful. You start dating, you want everybody to know, right? Woo, hold on. You're holding hands. You're kissing in like awkward moments like, oh, hey, everybody. Oh, babe, hold on. Right? And you just want everyone to know that you have found the one. Now listen, I'm not saying that that public affection, all those things are bad. That's not true, but listen, when we're operating within the church, those things are necessary. And to be real honest, it's kind of awkward. No one really tells you that. They just think it when they look at you. It's awkward. I remember when Sarah and I started dating, I was teaching in the ministry. we not on staff just yet, but I was teaching, and we just kind of decided, listen, we're not gonna, we don't wanna make people uncomfortable. Like, we want to help push the kingdom forward, and so if we're always just lovey-dovey and people feel like they can't approach us, we have, we have just missed the point of being a part of the church. And so we just decided, listen, if anyone ever asks, we're never going to be like, oh, I might be dating her, I don't know. We're going to be straight up honest, but we're not going to go out and just display for the whole world to know that I have found my person. And we decided to do that because we wanted the kingdom to be able to move forward, and we didn't want to be a distraction. Be careful that you're not doing it for boastful reasons. Make sure it's in its proper context. It also says that love does not seek its own way. Some of us are so worried about number one that we miss our place in this family. This ministry needs you. Now God's bigger than all of us. He's gonna make this thing move far beyond you and I. But isn't it nice when we can all band together and be a part of something great? And tonight you got to see so many people and people singing, playing, rapping, back in the back with lights and smoking all the different I mean, it's just crazy. God's opened up a great place for people to come and serve and use their gifts and, and glorify God with every ounce of it. It's an incredible thing. We want you to be here too. We want you to be a part of this. It seeks its own way. But others of you, man, let me tell you something. It is absolutely disrespectful, absolutely disrespectful to both people when you try to seek after someone that's in a relationship with someone else. And there's a, listen, there's a lot of people that wouldn't do that openly, but there's just some subtle things kind of happening here and there. And you're just kind of dropping little, little love bombs. And hey, it doesn't work out. You know, just, I'll be here as your brother in Christ. Let me, Man, let me tell you something. That is all about seeking after your own way. Can I tell you something really interesting? When I met my wife Sarah, she was actually dating another guy. Crazy, right? <laughs> Here's the thing. We didn't date for a long time, if I could be really honest with you, when I met her, I definitely thought she was cute, it was okay, she was definitely cute, but I was not interested in dating her. Someone had told me I would not be able to get her to come from a church down the road, doesn't matter where, far away, that, that she was at that church and they said, if you want the best leader you can find to help this ministry, we were still really young at the time, go the next step, you need to find this girl and get her back here. So I was like, I was on a mission, man. I'm going to find this girl. I'm going to show her God's doing something here. I wanted her to come back. I want her to help us. And she came in. She jumped in. She had a boyfriend. I wasn't even worried about it. We were just doing ministry. And then she broke up, and guess who she was talking to? Me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I'm not talking about dating. I'm talking about the day he broke up with, or the day she broke up with him. I was the one that was helping to guide her and to lead her. And can I tell you something? It was as innocent as it could be because the Lord protected me. I wasn't even interested And then as time went on, as months, not days or weeks, as months went on and months went on, we started doing the group thing. We were playing flag football together. She could actually catch the ball, and I was like, this is insane, what's up? And then we started, man, we were getting closer and closer and closer together, and the next thing I knew, I said, I didn't see this coming, but man, something's happening here. Listen, don't be that guy or girl that, oh, if I could just get them to break up, there's no one else better than me. Don't do that. Time will let it all work out, and if it's not meant to be, it'll move right on. Don't you worry about it. A couple more resentful we see those two people get together i can't believe it i'm not going this place anymore these people are so confused i don't listen some of you listen you're so focused on this that you're just ready to explode you some of you need to stop watching all the love movies stop reading the love books stop focusing listen what you focus on is what you're going to magnify stop putting all your attention on these little things and then when something doesn't go your way you just blow up protect yourself Start thinking about the Lord. Stop thinking about love. Let the Lord bring love in your life when it's time. Just relax. But some of you are so wired that, man, as soon as you see, are you kidding me? He's with her? Like, what, what, the, I, this, what, what is going on? What about me, Lord? Look at me. Look at me. Come on. Look at him. What is that? I don't even know. What it, relax. Relax. I know. You're like, you need to relax. I'll, it's for you. <laughs> love does not rejoice in wrongdoing. You don't celebrate when that guy that didn't get with you blows it with her and go, hey, that's what you get. No, we don't do that. That's not love. That's not love. Bears all things. Even if that friend bailed on you for that boyfriend or girlfriend, you know it's happened to you. But you remained their friend. You didn't get back at them. You didn't abandon them because they abandoned you. But just, hey, you know what, I'll be right here. When you're, when you're ready, you need a friend, give me a call. And finally, it endures all things. Some of us can do these things for a little while. But man, after a while, we just, it's too much, and we give up. What's the point? What God is saying is what we have right here, and you may be here for the first time I understand that, but what we have here is an incredible gift from God. If we will all just pursue the Lord, we will watch. You may not find the person here, but there's a good shot. Right? And as we pursue the Lord, the Lord will work out these details, but as soon as we take our eyes off that which we think we need and put it on what He wants us to focus on, He will do an incredible work. Here's the last thing, and we'll be done. I'm going to give you a friend zone warning. I going to give you a friend zone warning. Now, this is serious. I want to give you a friend zone warning. Here's the warning: Do not use the friend zone as a way to date without commitment. Okay, so there's some of us that, look, we're saying friend zone, we're not talking about you spending time with one guy, you go to dinner and you go to coffee and you do all these things together, All, but you're just friends. No, really, you're kind of dating there's just not a commitment there and it's possible that what's happening on the other side of that table thinks that something's coming from this but in your mind you're just having some free time just dating without any kind of commitment you want to be careful here's how you do that stick in the groups just stick with the groups stick with you don't have to be at eight people you can't go anywhere unless there's eight you can have two or three but just stick with groups so that there's not any kind of extra thing that might develop stick with the groups Focus on your conversation and be careful with that. Don't let the conversations get too deep. Don't let them get too intimate. Don't talk about things that that you just don't need to be shared. All right, we're going to get into this in the weeks to come. But keep those conversations safe. Don't don't go too far with those. Protect yourself. Uh, And I would also say have clear boundaries. Just have clear boundaries of just, you know what, hey, we're friends, but friends, we, like, this is really not, we don't need to be, like, we don't need to go here. We don't need to do this alone. We don't need to do these different things. So whatever that is for you, set some boundaries, but we want to be careful that we don't take advantage of the friend zone. Here's the last two things to say. Proverbs 4.23 says this, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. Ladies, I want to ask you tonight that you would protect your heart. It's easy to spend some time with a guy that you're interested in and to let things develop internally that aren't really there. And I want you to take this verse to heart and to protect yourself, to not let things develop that aren't there. You've got to be the one to do that. And the scripture tells us that we can. Keep our heart with vigilance. Listen, if he isn't clear, he isn't serious. So it's not worth wasting your time. If he's interested in you, he'll pursue you. It'll be clear. You won't have to ask your friends to translate what he just said. Did he really mean that? Was it more? Was it less? You won't need to do all that. If it's really supposed to be there, it'll be clear. Otherwise, protect yourself. Don't let things develop that aren't there. And finally, for the gentlemen, 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. Here it is. And take every thought captive to obey Christ. Gentlemen, you must be vigilant with your thoughts and particularly with lust. The longer you're around a girl that you even find semi-attracted, the more your mind is going to race and if you're not careful, it's gonna take you to a place that you don't wanna be. And here's the thing, that which you defile in your mind, eventually you're gonna to start to defile in your heart. You've got to protect these ladies and you've got to protect yourself. This is where the boundaries Are key. Listen, the friend zone has got a bad rap. I'm not saying if you get friend zoned that it's okay, you should be happy, but I'm telling you, there is some beauty in this, and God has created some beauty that we can find in this, and I want you to see hope in that. Be careful in this area, be careful, enjoy this time of being around other people. It's a good thing, and God has given us a wonderful thing here in this community and next week we'll talk about what happens once we start getting into a relationship let's pray